Now, there are a few names in Canadian crime history that draw the same response as Paul Bernardo, and rightfully so. Recently, the news that Bernardo was being moved to a medium security prison sure generated outrage. And many of us want to know, how could that even be possible? Now, the opposition blames a 2019 law brought in by the Liberal government that kind of loosens solitary confinement rules or or changes the rules around which people are put in solitary confinement. But we wanted to dig into this a little more. So joining us now is Mary Campbell, a lawyer and former Director General of Corrections and Criminal Justice at the Department of Public Safety. Mary, thank you for being here this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Could you start by explaining to us what would go into a transfer like this? What is considered? Well, there are a number of factors considered, and uh, by and large, they look at uh, the person's behavior in whatever uh, classification or prison they're in. Um, They look at the person's risk uh, to escape, and they look at the potential, what kind of harm would they cause if they were to escape. Um, And anyone who's in sort of the category of Mr. Bernardo, unfortunately, it's a small group, but it's a terrible group. Um, There is enormous scrutiny of the person before any kind of transfer is considered. People need to know he did do 30 years in maximum security before this transfer was affected. 30 years in maximum uh, behind bars, behind a plexiglass sheet because the inmates were throwing things at him, no mingling with other people. The big thing people also need to know is that in medium, the perimeter security is exactly the same. It's still a stone wall with razor wire. So in terms of any escape, um, it's, there's no difference in that. Um, I do want to talk about the section that people are kind of wound up about, though. Okay. Uh, before we do that, though, could I just ask you, though, you talked about the exterior being the same, but I think yeah. people want to know is, like, what does he get inside? Is it looser? Does he get more privileges? No, I wouldn't say more privileges. Uh, privileges are far and few in uh, any penitentiary. Um, the big difference in terms of uh, max and medium is in medium, he has to be out of his cell during the day and be able to associate with the other inmates on the range. And that was the big obstacle to transferring him so far. He couldn't mix with the other inmates on the range. And eventually, over the course of 30 years, he demonstrated that he could do that safely without you know, any uh, disasters. Um, So out of the cell means he has to be either at a job or at a program. He's not just lounging around, you know, having coffee and cookies. Um, They're expected to be doing something, and if they're not, then he would be locked in his cell. But that's really the big difference. He'd be able to attend, for example, group therapy, which he would not have been able to do before, Uh, they have AA meetings, that sort of thing. He'd be able to go to that. But, you know, the food is the same. The routine is the same. It's still a penitentiary. Um, Not much else changes between max and medium. Okay. Well, let's talk about that wording now, though, because there's a lot of, you know, focus on this 2019 changing of the wording or the phrasing of this, this principle. Can you explain that to us? Sure. Um, uh, I was around when the Corrections and Conditional Release Act was first created. So uh, that was in sort of 1992 was when it came into force. 
And the wording that you see today really has nothing to do with Justin Trudeau. That was Brian Mulroney's wording. Um, I was there. I was one of the writers. And uh, that was the standard that was applied in 92 and remained as the standard uh, until the Harper government. There's a set of purpose and principles for corrections, you know, and it's all in the law. And that least restrictive option consistent with public safety is the principle that was put in in 1992. Along comes Mr. Harper. Uh, They don't like that wording. They think it sounds like, well, you have to give them the least restrictive option. They never read the second half of the sentence, which is consistent with public safety. If, you know, the least restrictive option is maximum security, well, that's where you're going to stay. Um, So the Harper government changed the wording, and all that Mr. Trudeau did when he came along was put it back to the Brian Mulroney wording. It's nothing new. It's nothing special. It's exactly the way that the Mulroney government had drafted it in 92. And it's an international principle. It's not just some crazy idea from Ottawa. Um, This is a principle that applies in sentencing. You apply uh, the least restrictive option consistent with public safety in bail decisions, in uh, parole decisions. And it's a principle that's global, that's used by uh, most Western countries. So there's really nothing strange about it. And I think people get maybe a bit off track because they do just think, well, least restrictive option. So, you mean, you know, you have to kind of like let them free. Um, and that is not the case right. at all. Also, it's a bit of a perfect storm, though, isn't it, Mary? Because you're right, the words least restrictive and Paul Bernardo in the same sentence are probably yeah. what get people worked up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, uh, uh, it's perfectly understandable to be worked up about Mr. Bernardo. He is a heinous, horrible person who did uh, staggeringly awful things. Like, I understand completely people's sentiment. Um, The question for corrections, though, is what do they do? What's their mandate? And they've got 22,000 other people serving time. And so you can't start sort of, you know, making the rules change just because of one person. You apply the rules individually, but, you know, there's 22 other thousand people who are nowhere close to Mr. Bernardo's behavior. And the fact that he's been in Max for 30 years should tell people something. You know, the system is quite capable of keeping him locked up. Uh, And he can go back to Max at any time. That's the other thing. It's not a one-way ride. If uh, he were to screw up or there's trouble in medium, he'll be back in max before you know it. That's that's reassuring then to know. Mary, thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome. Appreciate you explaining that to us. That's Mary Campbell, a lawyer and former director general of corrections and criminal justice at the Department of Public Safety, talking about the, the rules, the process, the protocol that involved sending Paul Bernardo to medium security. Obviously, that the system itself there worked. It, what, really, the problem here was the communication about how this all happened. How many times have we seen that messed up, right?